This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by my good friend, Dan Gillette. We each serve in different roles at Valley Bible Church. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Behold podcast for this Behold short, we're calling it. So Sean, Should probably come up with a better name for that. Like, uh, like you know, something quippy and cool. Beholdy shorty. Something, you know, like quick or like behold quick hit or, or quick shot or quick something. Quick hitter. I don't know. If you have an idea, beholders out there, let us know. But this is like a little mini episode is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Almost like a short, if, if you will. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, we, we like to break things up every few weeks and just, just come on with a, a shorter offering for y'all. We know that some of you guys love listening for like an hour, which is awesome, but sometimes you just need a little bit less. So this is that for you um, today. You know, just for some background, Dan and I were recently at a staff retreat or staff collective, I guess we called it, which we've talked about on the podcast. See, now that's a good name. That's a cool, quippy name. Collective. Staff collective. Wow. I'm into names. Apparently. All right, sorry, keep going. We're on this retreat and we're doing some exercises just as a pastoral staff trying to grow and stretch and all those things. And one of those things we did together was look at what God's been teaching us individually in our own lives over the past, you know, few months, year, whatever, and put that into words, you know, write a devotional kind of thing out of that, specifically in a context to offer to somebody else. And we've kind of had these in our back pockets for a few weeks and not really done anything with them yet. And yes, we just thought this would be a nice way to kind of break up the the pattern this week and give this as a concise offering to you guys. So without further ado, uh, pull your pants up and, and hold your horses because my buddy Dan is going to read his Devo for you. All right. I'm just going to let it rip. It feels kind of weird to just read because we're usually pretty conversational here, but I'm just going to go for it. Here we go. The other day I was out in the yard throwing the football around with my two sons. My boys are very competitive, and when we're playing sports, things can get a little intense. We were having a great time, making plays, joking around, and me, of course, coaching them up, teaching them the nuances of the game. We were having a blast. Didn't last long, though. We paused the game to do a quick tackling drill. I was trying to teach Cohen, six years old, how to break down and tackle Parker, 10 years old. Cohen is pretty good at keeping up with Parker, except when it comes to getting him on the ground. Parker is pretty difficult to tackle. Just consult my Instagram stories the past five weeks, as his football team has rolled to a 5-0 and record, with Parker leading the way. Proud Papa alert. Anyway, I was teaching Cohen good form tackling. Break down with a wide base, square up your shoulders, drive your legs, and most importantly, Keep your head up. He was doing pretty well. It was going great. Until it wasn't. Parker caught the pass. Cohen got into a perfect tackling position. And boom. Parker instinctually lowered his shoulder and made a big time collision with Cohen's nose. Instantly, blood started pouring out of Cohen. And for all of us, it was a little traumatic. I thought his his nose might be broken. Parker felt sorry for hurting his brother. I felt responsible for leading the drill, and Cohen was really scared and in a lot of pain. After we stopped the bleeding and everything calmed down, 
We sat down together and worked through the emotions. There was communication, apologies, forgiveness, and lots of hugs. We carried on with the evening and things went on pretty normal. But when it came time to tuck Cohen into bed, he asked if I would stay and cuddle him for a while. I said yes, of course, and he moved over in his bed to make space for me. As I lay there holding my son, God whispered to me, this is a picture of my love for you. He was telling me, this is how close I am. This is the kind of love I have for you. 1 John 3 verse 1 says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called sons of God. And so we are. Being a son or daughter requires zero effort. It's not about what we do. It doesn't matter how successful we are or what we produce. Being someone's child is not about how we perform. It's about our identity. Cohen is my son. Nothing will ever change that reality. It is the same way with us and the Father. Acts 17, 28 says, In Him we live and move and have our being. We are His offspring. Through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, dead, buried, and resurrected, the God, has brought, the God of heaven has brought us back. If we are in Christ, we belong to Him. In the playing and the teaching, in the pain and in the comfort, Cohen finds his delight and security in the experiential knowledge of my love for him. Imperfect as it may be, my love for him forms the basis of our life together. It's a peaceful, restful, steady kind of life to be a child loved by a father. In the same way, we need only to rest in the arms of our heavenly father, trusting that no matter what, his love for us is great and lavish and his commitment to us is unwavering. This is an experiential kind of knowledge, more than just mere understanding. It's an emotional connection that pairs with spirit-led knowledge. It's something we feel deep down into our bones, into our very spirit. Romans 8.16 tells us that the Spirit of God who lives inside of us speaks to our spirit, bearing witness that we are children of God. As Cohen fell asleep in my arms that night, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about how many touchdowns he scored or the trauma of his injury or even the lessons learned from the whole event. My guess is he wasn't even focused on the pain he was feeling. I believe all of that noise was overcome by this simple reality. I am a child loved by my father. I want that to be the same for me. My central thought, the key emotional experience as I live out my days as a child of God, because that is who I am. Scene. Man, I want to do some like poetry <laughs> snaps. You like that? Uh, man, so encouraging, Dan. And I'll just, you know, give a couple comments. As those of you who are listening, that was my first time hearing that. Okay, this was unprompted. We did it live yeah. <laughs> on the air. Um, but yeah, no, it's just so encouraging to hear this kind of stuff from people about what God is teaching you in just in a real picture kind of like live context kind of thing. And so I really appreciated just your realness and your transparency of this is what happened in my life on this day and what God showed me as I was snuggling my son in this mm. moment. And yeah, I wonder who your son's got their competitive sportiness from. I, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've tried so hard not to <laughs> pass it on, but I think it's just in the blood. The apples don't fall far from the tree. You right. Know? Um, yeah, you know, a couple things that come to mind for me is just obviously 
I'm humbled thinking of our Lord's love for us, you know, and kind of within that, it makes me sad a little bit thinking of people who they don't have this experiential context with their fathers here. Some of you listening maybe are that way, or even myself, me and my dad don't have as great of a relationship as you and Cohen. And it just makes me sad that they're missing out on that, you know, but at the same time and way overshadowing that, man, it just gives me hope and gives me joy that God loves all of us that way, mm. you know? So don't let that kind of dis- give you a distaste for this because yeah, on one hand, it stinks that some of us don't have that healthy, calm, peaceful experience with their dads like you do with your sons but man god loves us so much more than you love cohen so much more than i love my daughter all those things yeah he wants to he wants to fill in the gaps for us because mm-hmm. even those of us that that do have good relationships with our dads or that have godly you know fathers they're still imperfect and so there's there's always going to be gaps and so god is perfect in the way he loves us and you know he wants to father us through those, those deficiencies. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like the most amazing fathers in the world or mothers in the world, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to do our best to reflect God's character, you know, and his mm-hmm. love. So we're just, we're just the teaser <laughs> for the real thing. Right. right. And then, yeah, I just love that, that picture you give of just the, the steadfastness and immovability of being a child of God. Mm. You know, it's not, it's not swayed by opinion and by culture and by people protesting, which I think we all feel that, you know, there's more and more animosity in some ways towards Christians and in religion in general, but man, none of that can ever change the fact that we are God's children, you know, that he sent his son for us because he loves us. And so anyways, as I think about, all of us listening, whatever you're going through this week, your your lives and your work situations and your families and your relationships, probably a lot of stuff, happy stuff and sad stuff. But in all of those things, I think there's a lot of benefit to just taking a breath and like pausing for a second and kind of that process of like a psalm of be still and know that I am God, you know? But then implied with that is be still and know that I am God, your father. Be still mm-hmm. and know that I am God, your father, and you're my son and you're my daughter. Yeah. You know, and just how does that truth change whatever you're dealing with today? Yeah, it's so good. And and maybe just ask yourself like before the Lord, like do some prayerful introspective thought and just say like, man, do, do I live with an experiential knowledge of God's mm-hmm. love? Not just do I know that God loves me, but do I feel it, you know, deep down in my bones? Like I love that picture of the spirit of God in us testifying or bearing witness to our spirit that we belong to God, that we are children of God, that is more than mere knowledge. And so just take a moment and just even, I've been, I've been asking people this question a lot lately. Like when was the last time you felt the love of God? When was the last time you really experienced his love? And um, if it's been a long time, that that is not the normal state that we are meant to live in. And, um, if you, if you need help figuring that out, like that's what the family of God is here for. So talk to the people in your small group, you know, talk to your spouse, talk to your roommates, talk to, um, uh, pastors or elders. And we'd love to help you get to a place where, I don't know, you're just at a heart at rest. Man. Yeah. And just I, one quick comment in that, you know, I think 
as we think about that question, do you feel God's love? There's an element of vulnerability to that. You know, you have to open yourself up to allow that experience. And I even think about that picture you gave of you snuggling in bed with Cohen and odds are most grown adults that are listening to this probably <laughs> would not feel super free and comfortable to ask their parents now to right. snuggle them in bed, right? Totally. For a lot of different reasons. But part of that is because as we grow and mature in age and are conditioned by the world, we just, we less and less want to be that vulnerable with people, that vulnerable with our parents, that vulnerable with our fathers, whatever it is. But man, God tells us to long for him, you know, to like a child longs for milk, long for his love for us. So man, maybe you have some walls built up around your heart and you're unwilling to get vulnerable and get emotional and all those things. But man, you have to, you have to, Mm. to allow the Holy Spirit to enter your heart in that way. If you want to experience all these, these things we're talking about. So yeah, well said. Cool. All right, y'all. Dan, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Hey, if, if you enjoyed hearing that, let us know because we would love to maybe do it more often. Yeah, we got to get yours up here pretty soon. And and, and maybe we'll just pepper them in kind of every couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, other staff members and stuff because we've all, we all wrote them. So let's get them out there. It's going to be tough following up this one though. Tell oh, you what. come on. All right, y'all. Hope this has been encouraging for you. Hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, man, Just sit in that and rest in that. You are a child of God. He loves you. He's your father. Experience it. Amen. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.